Welcome to Tea Time in Hadassah's World podcast, where we talk about everything from religion to travel to marriage to politics, basically everyday life and hard topics that most people don't really want to touch on. I just want to thank you for joining this week's episode, and I hope that you enjoy and that you return. Hey y'all, this is Hadassah Eliana, and thank you for joining today. Um, Today's topic will be on physical abuse to cover for PTSD Awareness Month. Now, I am well aware that I am a day late. I don't know why I scheduled three podcast episodes in the week, but (laughs) here we are today. I'm sorry, I'm a day late, but it's out now. So, without further ado, let's get into this topic. Um, So, today I will be... um, sharing the signs of someone that might be going through physical abuse, what you can do about it, resources, and a little bit on my story of what I experienced with this particular abuse and how it affects me today. I will also be sharing ways that you can get free from these traumas, but my biggest go-to will always be and always has been praying hard to Abba for healing and surrendering yourself with a really, or surrounding yourself with a really good support system that understands what you went through. And let's face it, not everyone will get it. And that is okay because they have never been through what you have been through. And it is okay to not be okay sometimes. That's something that I had to learn because I was taught growing up that it wasn't okay to cry. It wasn't okay to show emotions um, because you were considered weak if you showed emotions. So learning how to properly and effectively and healthily process my emotions and analyze things um, the correct and healthy way now and actually being okay with not being okay. It's been like a really freedom thing for me. Okay, so signs of physical abuse in someone, and I think that these can be really obvious to see in anyone, but I just want to make you aware that most women will cover up their abuse with makeup, so really be observant on this. Um, But the first one, frequent injuries with excuses of accidents, frequently missing school, work, or social activities without explanation, even with explanations. I've noticed that women will even make excuses. explanations as to why they are missing something but if it keeps happening and it used to not happen that should be a really big red flag for you um dressed in clothing that is designed to hide bruising and scarring i.e long sleeves in summer or sunglasses inside be restricted from seeing family or friends rarely go out in public without their partner have limited access to money credit cards or car have very low self-esteem even if they used to be confident show major personality changes aka a once wants to be extrovert may suddenly become withdrawn, suddenly become depressed, anxious, or suicidal, seem afraid or anxious to please their partner, go along with everything their partner says or does, um, check in often with their partner to report where they are and what they are doing, frequent uh, receive frequent harassing phone calls from their partner, talk about their partner's temper, jealousy, or possessiveness, and finally, who to call, especially when your internet usage is being monitor- monitored. So here are two um, two numbers that I recommend calling, uh, 1-800-799-7233 or TTY, one 800 7873224 and I got my information from thehotline.org. 
Also, if you find yourself in an emergency situation, please, please, please do not be afraid to go to the police and report your significant other for the things and file for a restraining order. That's something that I wish I had done because a while after my relationship with my abusive ex, he stalked me quite a bit. He would text me from different numbers. He would um, come to my house in person or I would see him in public. I just, at that point, I was just done with him. Um, thankfully, oh, and I would run into a sister who also was in an abusive relationship as well. I saw her at the hospital, the times that I came to visit my grandmother when she was in the hospital. It just, just make sure you file a restraining order. It is very important, especially if you fear for retaliation, because then if you have that restraining order, you can easily take it to, um, the police station and, um, get justice for that. So I know what being afraid of retaliation is like, but as long as you take the time to talk to trusted friends, mentors, counselors, they will be able to help you if your significant other does retaliate, but never jeopardize your safety for the sake of your significant other. I did that with my ex and only it only led me down to a bad pathway and some more pain and trauma, which is the next thing that I am going to speak on my experience with domestic violence. Um, But first, I want to share the statistics and the reason behind domestic violence. The statistics, it affects more than 2 million women and more than 800,000 men. And yes, I do believe men endure this quite a bit and a lot of them don't report it. Because what does it look like a man being like physically abused by a woman? Like really? They already have a big ego as is. And when their ego is crushed by a woman, they go into this cocoon and they turn into like what... I think of as a turtle, you know, how a turtle gets scared, they pop into their shell. And that's kind of what men do is that they, they just like start like dying on the inside and it just, it's bad. So I feel like even though the numbers show us pretty higher than I thought that they would more than 800,000, but I still think it's not high enough for what I know because I've known many men Um, especially the ones that I'm close with that have experienced these kind of abuses in their life and have not reported it. So I think the number is higher than 800,000, to be honest. I think it's relatively close to women, but women do experience this just a tad bit more than men because women are a little bit on the weaker side. And that's not to say that we are not equal. It just means that we um, are just, our bodies are not as strong as men's, period, end of discussion. Just that's just the way that we were born. Um, domestic violence and abuse stem from a desire to gain and maintain power and control over an intimate partner. Abusive people believe they have the right to control and restrict their partners, and they may enjoy the feeling that exerting power gives them. And I've seen that in my abusive relationships, just saying. Um, so my experience with physical abuse, I'm going to make this very short and straight to the point because, um, just because I, this is another thing that I have my first time have opened up about, um, and I noticed when I was typing out my outline for this podcast episode, I was very uncomfortable with what I was typing, and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm sharing this with the whole, and, um, like, (laughs) what is going on? Why am I sharing this? And I believe that it brought up that feeling to heal it some more, because, like I said in my previous episode, I just realized four years ago that I was struggling with PTSD and um, I'm like really PTSD I thought that was just for veterans and I was never taught about that kind of anxiety from trauma and there is like 
source of trauma. Like for me, I will be sharing in another episode this last season that I was in. Um, actually, honestly, yeah, since 2015, 2014, I think, um, I've experienced like I like lived like a foster child and went from a house, from one house to the next because nobody wanted me. And I'm like, I don't have family to go to because my family, honestly, like, I'm not apologizing for this, but they are fully abusive. And I just will not go back to my family. I cannot go back to my family. (laughs) I just, I don't, because it is a volatile situation if I do. And that's something that I've come to the conclusion in my life. I'm like, okay, you know what? I don't have a family, but my family is Yeshua. And my family is in Yeshua. And I have so many amazing friends around me, but I still feel like, Part of me still feels like an orphan, but I'm going off topic, so let's go to the experience of physical abuse. Um, but it happened anytime he would get angry at me, or I didn't do things um, his specific way to his perfect standard of doing things, and if I didn't do it like the right way, um, I would be verbally abused, and then in comes the physical abuse. There have been times where he would throw me down concrete steps and basically punch me. I also remember the time when I nearly got a drill into my head because I said something wrong to him. Um, and this is when I was home alone. So my mother was not around and my friends were not around. This is home alone, just me and him. Um, cause he lived with me for a short period of time because he was kind of like homeless. Um, well, not really homeless, but his sister did not hardly take care of him and they did not, he was like a foster child. So he didn't have parents or anything, family, nothing. Um, so he, he did live with us for a short period of time. Um, and then I also almost got strangled to death in the car by him one night. And then another time when I was in the shower, he slammed me against the wall and hit and punched me. He would also spit at me and be very disrespectful. When I met him online, he seemed so sweet, words like honey, but ended up being the absolute worst nightmare. So that is my experience in physical abuse with this particular ex. Now, I will say one thing. The men that are bad, they know how to use their words, which is why I don't fall for words. I'm like, okay, show me in your actions because words are nothing to me. If you can show me in your actions, then I want your words too. Because there have been many men that would try and come into my life and be like trying to tell me how cute I look or like... Um, you know, just about my physical appearance or like, um, basically like trying to woo me with their words and be like, no, I know you're a jerk. Nope. You're not in my life. No, you are not a God thing. So like move along, find your real girl. Cause I ain't it, you know, stuff like that. Um, so and one thing I want to teach women is that don't do not women like words. So, and men know, some men know that, and they use it to their advantage to take advantage of women. So don't fall for the smooth honey butter words because they are just words. You have to rely on actions because actions speak louder than words. And that's something that I've drilled in my head. Like for me, I'm a wordy individual. I like talking. Okay. I'm very, I like, I like encouraging people. I like, um, I like explaining things that, I've learned more to be more quiet and only open up on things that Hashem leads me to open up on. Just like how Yeshua said, I only do and speak on what my Abba in heaven speaks and does things on. So learning that really has been beneficial to me. Um, So then I'm going to pass this on to Rebecca and she is going to experience her 
or I'm sorry, she is going to explain her experience in this area and physical abuse. And then I will come back afterwards and share resources on how to get free as well as next week's topic. So without further ado, I'm going to let her explain her side and yeah. Sheesh, that is always, it's always hard to hear those kind of things. Um, Yeah, for me, I I definitely actually have had physical abuse. Um, And I honestly did not even realize until I was in college after my sister actually had a conversation with one of her college classmates um, and had brought it up to me, and I was like, wait a second, what? Like, it never, you know, the thought never actually occurred to me that that had actually been happening in my childhood, you know, because for me, that physical abuse actually looked almost like discipline, because, um, and here is where, I personally draw the line and where I think it should be drawn. There is a difference, a huge difference between actual physical discipline and um, abuse. I do believe in um, in some physical discipline, but um, I will actually share where you draw the line with that. Um I personally find that with disciplining kids, it's about actually dividing right from wrong and finding a way to actually correct that wrong. So if the child cannot actually explain to you what they did wrong or why, or if it was, you know, or if you are just disciplining out of anger without actually having that conversation with that child, that is abuse. Um, You know, I have before been spanked for accidents or for getting up in the middle of a nap to pee. You know, I mean, those were the kinds of things that we got spanked for, and it wasn't you know, that's not normal. You should actually be encouraging your children to actually use the bathroom when they actually need to and not just because, oh my gosh, you know, my private time got interrupted or whatever. I mean, these things happen with children. Um, That's just inevitable. But, um, yeah, I really... It's very, very strange... And it can be hard to really face and think about, especially if you are closer to your parents. But there's always, you know, it's more important to actually reach out and get healing for that so that you can actually move forward with your life. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my side of uh, physical abuse. So I will hand it back to Katie. Hadassah. Wow, that was really good and so deep. Um, my gosh, it just it makes me cringe any time that I hear when another woman in Yeshua experiences abuse and trauma. I feel like there is like a target on women in some time in like some areas 
where um, Satan is like trying to cause so much trauma and like to the point where women don't even want to get married. They don't want to be in relationships. They don't want to have sex. They don't want to like do their Hashem given purpose on this earth, which is to be biblical, biblically feminine. And what I mean by that is the Ashet Hayil, Proverbs 31 woman. I believe that is what a woman should exemplify as well as Titus 2 woman and the Ephesian 5 woman. I'm like so much trauma human trafficking, physical abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse, emotional abuse, um, sexual abuse. Crazy. Okay. So, um, now resources and how to get free. So as I state with any trauma and abuse, I ask you and urge you to please seek outside help. You cannot heal this on your own. I tried healing it on my own and that was a mess. I am here. I am today. And this is what, like, 10 years later from the trauma and I mean I've experienced more trauma since then but not as bad as what I had to endure for two to three years during um the 2007 and 2010 um years like three years afterwards is when I finally decided to cut it off with guys and only pursue the man that Hashem would have for me and I told God I made a promise to him I was like unless you show me that this man is my husband through multiple avenues I am not entertaining no man because I will not ruin the healing that you gave for me but I received a warning when I went to Rama Bible Training College in Oklahoma that a counterfeit would come before the real deal and I don't think that I remembered that when I finally realized I'm like I met this guy um I'm not gonna say his name but I met this guy in Ohio and well, originally his mom lived with my mom and I in Baltimore for like a few months and um, that's how I met him. And she like, like, she said all of these good things about him. Like it matched everything that I was told that my husband would be, but his character did not prove to be true. And then when I finally said what I needed to say, he like turned on me completely. I'm like, here I was planning my wedding with this man and his mama and he turned on me. I'm like, for real. And that ruined so much of my healing. I remember Hashem told me if I give him that card, that it would undo all of the healing. I didn't, I didn't understand. I had two people warn me before I gave that card to him. And I did not listen because I thought that they were trying to control me because there was a Jezebel in the situation that was clouding my judgment. This was back in 2015, May of 2015, just before I met my actual real legitimate husband. And to this day, I still sometimes question my future husband because of my disobedience to Hashem, which is another topic for another day. But this is why I stress obedience. This is why I stress law. This is why I stress like you can't just say that you follow Hashem and not do his word and not do his laws because at the end of the day, your actions speak louder than your words. But anyway, I'm not going to go on that tangent. So, um, yes, get outside help and people that will support you. Reach out to those trusted friends and please, please, please get a mentor and or counseling in this area. And again, if you find yourself in an emergency situation concerning this abuse, please reach out to the police. Go in person if you have to. File a restraining order and do what is best for you. Do not worry about your significant other. They did not worry about you when they decided to abuse you. So just put that thought away because I remember when I was going to go file a restraining order on my ex and go to the police office, uh, um, the police uh, station, I was like, 
thinking in the back of my head, well, what about him? Like, how is this going to affect him? How is this going to hurt him? Like, what? Like, he didn't think about me when he hurt me. So why should I be thinking about him? I need to do what is best for me. Um, stay with trusted friends and family if you fear for retaliation. I remember for me, right after I finally permanently cut things off with my abusive ex, I was scared to be home alone and shower alone without someone being in the bathroom with me. This is real stuff. Do not take it lightly. And as I said, with everything else, above all, seek Hashem through all of this and pray and ask him to heal you. And he will, I promise you, it may take some time, expect it to. It will, it will take some time, okay? It's, I don't think it's going to take as long as mine did because I did not know that I was, I, like, for me, I didn't take it seriously because I didn't understand that I got hurt that badly. I didn't realize how much trauma I had because I tend to stuff things and just ignore them and then be like, oh, it's not that bad. And then when I finally realized I had PTSD in 2016, I'm like, well, dang, maybe I did get hurt that bad. Really? <laughs> and then it took a lot of convincing to realize that I did and then finally get counseling in 2018. I'm like, after all of this mess, I finally did it. And after two years later, I'm almost at the end of my healing. I still have a little bit more, but I'm travailing and I'm praying and I'm seeking and surrounding myself with a support system. So I'm getting there. Um, but yeah, it will happen. Time usually does heal all wounds so long as you do the work required. Otherwise, it will be a very slow process and it will affect your life negatively in the long run if you ignore it and do not get help. Trust me, I know by experience. So without further ado, this is the end of this topic. Um, next topic in PTSD Awareness Month will be mental abuse, which will be released on June 16th. I just want to thank you everyone for tuning in today and I ask that you subscribe if you like and I will see you next Tuesday. Shalom. Thank you again for joining us this week. I hope that you enjoy today's podcast topic. If you did, please take the time to subscribe so that you do not miss anything coming up. We are every Friday and announce the topic every Sunday. I hope that you have a good week and we hope that you join us again soon. Shalom.